I'd like to open your Bibles this morning to uh, the Gospel of Matthew, uh, um, Mark, I should say. <clears throat> now I've got my uh, reading glasses on here that I c- can only just see you out there. But as I've said before, just remember I can still hear snoring. Would you, uh, not a very long uh, Bible reading this morning. In fact, it's only one verse. It's uh, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. That's our Bible reading for this morning. Uh, The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Now, of course, the key word in there that I'm wanting to share with you today is the word gospel. Now, I don't think you really have to be within the church framework to hear the word gospel. Sometimes it's spoken, um, I've heard it spoken in uh, football terms, uh, and they usually use it uh, to describe the truthfulness of something. Um, You know, when they're talking about... uh, Uh, whether a decision was made, and they say, and that was gospel. So so it's used in in those kind of terms. Now, the gospel is not merely a message of deliverance, because within the Christian church, we talk about it as a message of deliverance. It is also a rule of conduct. It is not merely theology. It is also ethics, because if something at the heart doesn't produce uh, desirable ethics, then that thing in the middle of the heart is not desirable in itself, because we want to make things better in our society. The gospel is also the sovereign code which imposes duties and shapes life and society for the goodness that God did create it for. And I better get this ready because I want to show you a couple of things here in a moment. And uh, um, so what God created for. Now, what did he create it for? In Genesis 1.31, we read, And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. So society was created for the goodness that God wants in this world. I would say that today everything could not be described as good, let alone as very good, especially when we see the way some people treat each other. And it's very sad to see the heartache that some people cause others. And that is not how God wants human beings to relate to one another. But the more God is rejected from the running of the world, the more we will see devastation unfolding before our eyes. You've probably all heard the term the golden rule, and uh, that basically is to love one another. And that's a very good rule to go by. But the more God is rejected from the running of the world, the more his rule is, his rule of love 
is set aside. And if you're looking for an answer as to why there is so much bad stuff in the world, then consider the world's rejection of God and his gospel. The world insists on running itself without reference to the creator God. Now, imagine for a moment the result of one um, using a machine or a tool without reference to the manufacturer's intended use. Now, I have sometimes used a chisel to cut off a nail, <laughs> accidentally, of course. Well, it's accidentally because I don't like seeing those big divots in the end of the, in the sharp part of the chisel, and I've got one of those at home at the moment. And uh, a handsaw, it's supposed to go through timber and not nails that are secretly in the timber. And I've got a handsaw at home that is becoming increasingly hard to, um, uh, to saw through, I would think, even balsa wood. Now, that's pretty soft wood. But it's because I just hit a nail once. That's it, just once. So it was used uh, for what uh, it wasn't intended to be used for. So here we go. Unintended purposes can lead to humorous but foolish foolish actions. So how would you like that? For your ute. Poor little donkey. You know, I got that picture off the front of a magazine when I was at the Deception Bay Church. That's how old that picture is. (laughs) So, now, this particular one, you see? See that truck up there? Got a nice little lean on it. Now, it's a pity that uh, it's a video, actually, and a pity that the video doesn't work, but let me describe it to you. The vision has been taken from a bus following, and it sounds like it's Filipino people in the bus, and they're all sort of looking at that bus that, uh, and seeing how on the lean it is. And, of course, it goes up around that corner, turns right, and then there's another turn left, and as it turns left, the camber of the road increases, and they're all going, oh, and you see the bikes behind it. They're all going around the left-hand side of it, you know, as it's going over like this. And then all of a sudden the bikes suddenly realise what's going to happen and they stop and then gradually it just goes, boom, just falls over. It's uh, quite hilarious uh, when you're watching it. Unfortunately, no one was injured in the making of, making of that film. <laughs> But, um, yeah, that's pretty funny. Those kind of things are funny. And there's lots of those kind of things on the internet that that are funny. And it shows us that uh, the intended use of things uh, sometimes uh, is not followed. But then, of course, there's the Beirut, Beirut explosion thing that happened. And wasn't that astonishing? And, of course, uh, that happens. Uh, why that happens? Well, It's just people not following good sense rules. Uh, These foolish outcomes are due to a lack of wisdom, which is the outcome of people rejecting the Creator God's intended purpose.
for creation. And uh, <clears throat> if you can read that, I'm not sure if you can read all that there, but I'll read it out to you. Isaiah 65 verse 1. I was ready to be sought by those who did not ask for me. I was ready to be found by those who did not seek me. I said, here I am, here I am to a nation that was not called by my name. I spread out my hands all the day to a rebellious people who walk in a way that is not good, following their own devices. Following the gospel of our creator God is the only way to know peace and security in a world of violence and uncertainty. On our website, we state, it is the desire of the New Hope Wesleyan Church to make known that there is a lasting new and living hope to be found in Jesus Christ. This hope is a sustaining hope, even in times when circumstances are challenging. So what is this gospel that the church so often talks about? It's almost, though not completely, uh, confined to church's language these days, even though we hear it from time to time being used in in other places. But it wasn't always uh, part uh, of of the language. The word gospel, it's somewhat... Um, somewhat of a mystery, really. Uh, literally, of course, it means good news. Now, most of us know that, and that's about the depth that we uh, go with it. It's good news. Uh, yet <clears throat> its use among early Christian evangelists is so diverse that one has difficulty describing all that the good news is. Perhaps the word gospel served in the early days as a more of a symbolic function for the early Christians who used it. The gospel embraced the whole Christian message in its many written and preached forms of what God did for the world through his son, Jesus from Nazareth. We have tended to narrow the broadness of the, of the message of the gospel down to just that one point in history called Calvary. Important as that is, but it's much wider than that. It affects the whole of the life of the individual. It affects all his relationships. It affects his relationship with his spouse, with his children, with uh, animals that that he looks after. He he cares for them. The gospel of Jesus Christ affects our whole relationship with God's creation. We've got to see it much broader than the Easter message. The Easter message is essential to us understanding the greatness of the gospel, but that's not where it stays. It goes much further than that. It goes right out into the whole of the individual's life. It it affects our relationship with our government. It affects our relationship with our police force, with our ambos and with the fireys and all the other people who do services in the the community. And uh, it generates within us a gratefulness and a thankfulness for the service that these people give to the broader community and thus, by extension, us personally. 
it seems reasonable to suggest that gospel was selected for symbolic task because of what it had come to mean in the Greek and in the Greek Old Testament, which informed the early Christians. The gospel had come to be attracted, um, sorry, attached to various announcements of victory, of success. In other words, uh, just like we've got a sign out there that says certain things, uh, the gospel was kind of like a sign outside a town that announced the great victory that this king had had in some battle, and he was coming home to the to the glories uh, of that particular victory. It was a sense of of euphoria. It was a sense of great victory that the enemy has been thrown down. This meaning lies behind two very important passages which the church had associated with the coming of the Messiah. In Isaiah 40, verse 9 and 52, verse 7, uh, the prophet um, uh, promises that God's Messiah would come and announce God's victory over his foes and so his people's liberation from them. And this messianic announcement of God's victory is called by Isaiah the gospel. And uh, you can read it for yourself there in Isaiah 40, verse 9. Unquestionably, the early Christians read these passages in Isaiah considering what Jesus had done. Jesus was for them the fulfillment and the embodiment of Isaiah's promised gospel. The prophecy that declared someone was to come who would finish the war between man and God. Jesus declared on the cross, what did he declare? It is finished. And that's exactly right. So when the early Christians used the word gospel, it said something to the hearers. Today you say the word gospel to, to well, anybody in the street, uh, even many people in the church. They really haven't uh, got a, a very deep understanding of it. But when the early Christians wrote about the gospel, those readers of what was written, they knew exactly what was being said. And they knew the application that was meant to be applied to Jesus. It is finished, Jesus declared. If you go back to the early parts of Genesis and you will read where this separation between God and man came was because man rejected God. And he's been doing that ever since, right up till today. But God sent his own son into this world that he might finish that separation. No more do we need to be separated from God. No more do we see the back of God. But God comes to us because of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel is first the good news of victory. The gospel announced that sin has been defeated, that death has been conquered, and that the rulers of the world which oppose God's purpose for the world are now on the run. In all this rich diversity, therefore the Christian gospel uh, uh, proclaims Jesus 
as the Lord as its unifying theme because it is Jesus who has revealed God's gospel to mankind. There is a great victory involved in the gospel and it just doesn't mean about one aspect of our lives. There's a victory in our in our life that which is amazing, even in these little things that happen in our lives. But the gospel affects our whole life where we should be giving greater attention to how we are affecting other people. So the good news is that uh, the gospel is a gospel of victory. The gospel is the good news of God. In 1 Thessalonians 2 and verse 2, But even after we had suffered before and were spitefully treated at Philippi, as you know, we were bold in our God to speak to you the gospel of God in much conflict. See, it wasn't an easy thing. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. Uh, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed uh, from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. You see, the gospel brings this great message that by faith we can conquer those areas which overcame us in other times. It is God who is a victori- who is victorious over his foes. And that news is good not only because God is good, but because God intends that his victory over sin, death and evil powers will usher in his kingdom where all that is good will be found. Are you looking forward to all that goodness? It is yet to come, but it will come. The gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as we read earlier on. And uh, in 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 4, uh, chapter 4 and verse 4, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is the image of God, should shine on them. As God's anointed saviour, Jesus came into the world to announce God's victory. In the Christmas record, when the angels came to the shepherds in the field, they announced the coming of Jesus in this manner. Find it in Luke chapter 2. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news. It's the word gospel. Of great joy, you see how it extends, uh, that will be for all people. See how it extends further? For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour who is Christ the Lord. Glory to God in the highest and on peace, sorry, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Now, another place in the scripture we read that uh, without faith we cannot please God, and that is how we come to God. We come to God by faith through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Uh, Through his death on the cross, the resurrection three days later, he not only testified to God's love for the world, 
but he brought about the reconciliation of the world to God. The case now is that whosoever will may come and come by way of the gospel. On that table up the back there, uh, there is a, uh, there's a track there that can help you to understand uh, better how to be accepted by God the Father and know well that you are accepted. You see, faith is not a wishful thinking. It is a solid thing. It is something that you can stand on for the rest of your life. The gospel is good news for the whole world. The public who hears the Messiah's announcement of God's victory is the whole world. And indeed, God's victory is for the world. It's not just for a select group of people, you know, very special people. It's for the whole world. And uh, uh, in Mark 1.15, we read, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Certainly, the world can freely reject the gospel, uh, for it is uh, time for judgment to begin with the household of God. And if it begins with us, what will the outcome of those who do not obey the gospel be? However, to do so is to miss out on all the good that God desires for the world and promises the world in Christ. My friends, right back there in the very beginning of the Bible where it says when God looked out over his creation and he said it is very good. That's how God wants this world to be. Finally, the gospel is good news for the church. The heart of the church's task in the world is to proclaim the gospel to others and she is to risk everything in serving her God in that way so that the gospel can break into the lost world with transforming power. Now, if perchance, I'll finish with this illustration, if perchance the government came to you and said, and you had a nice job, you can either keep doing this job, but you must deny your faith in Christ, or you can go and clean toilets for the rest of your life. Now, what would you do? Well, I have told you that I went to China many years ago and I was involved in, um, I probably shouldn't say this because it's being recorded, but uh, sneaking Bible thing. <clears throat> and uh, anyway, I, uh, I particularly asked the organisation that I could get to actually talk to somebody significant in the underground church because I wanted to know how the underground church functioned under the harshness of communism. And I got to meet this uh, old lady. Um, she would have been at least 50. <laughs> Now, she was quite older than that. 
But um, she was a very dear lady and we took Bibles in, sat in her little room. Her whole house would have been maybe about the size of this platform that I'm standing on. And uh, there was a, a young girl who came from the Bible college to get Bibles from us because there was none available anywhere else. Anyway, this lady, before communism took over, she was a doctor, a medical doctor, and she was told you can either continue doctoring but you must give up your faith in Christ or you can clean toilets for the rest of your life. And she cleaned toilets for the rest of her life. Now, it might sound a little bit strange. That sort of thing happens so often around the world and it is beginning to happen here in our country. So I encourage you today to remember that the gospel is more than the story of Calvary. It is about how it affects your whole life, your whole attitudes, uh, your relationships with, with plants even, uh, how you view plants, how you view animals, how you view other human beings, how you view people from another culture, how you view smelly people. I can remember walking down a road somewhere and, and I could smell this lady coming towards me and she was ages away. How do you, how do you approach people like that? Well, you approach, you approach them the same way Jesus did. You put your hand out and you shake them and you greet them. So the gospel affects our whole life. And if it doesn't affect our whole life, our whole attitudes, then I wonder if we have the gospel in the first place. So I encourage you, when somebody hurts you, apply the gospel. When somebody neglects you, apply the gospel. When, uh, when, when you are in a state of wondering what to do, apply the gospel. God, you have everything in control. So I hope that's been helpful for you today. Um, the gospel is about being rescued. It is the rescuing of the goodness that is meant to be in this world. And you are a part of that. So praise God for that. Our Father in heaven, indeed, we thank you that the gospel of Jesus Christ is, uh, it started way back there in the Garden of Eden with the prophecy that Jesus was going to come and die on that cross. But then when he did die on that cross, he, he concluded it, he, he finished it, he declared it is finished. And now all we need to do is, is repent, turn away from our sins and know the love of God that will fill our hearts and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And Lord, help us to love other people as you have called us to do. And this we pray in Jesus' name and to his glory. Amen. Amen.